I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition of the Houdat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. As always, I am Andrew Galata, and we have a great show planned for you. We got Tyler from the Section 600 podcast coming on here, and we're going to get into like our top five best free agents for the Saints this off-season, which is going to be really great to get into because we've been talking about them really throughout the last month, and now we'll just get... Kind of the five players that I think and what Tyler thinks the Saints should go after. So that should be really fun, and I can't wait to get into that. But first, we are going to get into some news, as it was a pretty interesting week for the Saints since our last show on Monday. First, I just want to have some kind of housekeeping for the Saints. Saints filled Mike Nolan's spot after he left to go to the Cowboys as a defensive coordinator. Now the Saints promoted Michael Hodges to linebacking coach, and I thought that was pretty interesting. It's good. I mean, look, he's the assistant linebacker for the Saints the last three years, but now he's going to be the head linebacking coach. I think that's really good. The linebackers these last few years have gotten better and better under Mike Nolan, and hopefully because Hodges is probably going to run a similar system, it's probably going to be more of the same, which is great. You want to see the linebacking group to keep continue. Hopefully, we get some new guys in there, as we'll be talking later. But I thought this was good. It's that same system. It's going to be that Mike Nolan style, which is I'm really happy about. I'm really happy the Saints brought in someone familiar with the system, not someone completely new. I just really liked this move here. Alex Anzalone had a tweet um, expressing his um, like for the hire and how expressing how positive his feelings are about the hire. So that's really good. And I mean, that that was just a really good move. Solid move. And I mean, supposedly it's been coming up to this throughout the last few weeks, but just they made it official before the combine. So I thought that was really good there. And um, I'm happy that the Saints added Hodges and they're not really added Hodges, but promoted Hodges. And uh, I'm happy with that. So um, that's really good there. Now, another set of news, really interesting. Kind of two sets of news. It was conflicting news. And it was some people think the Saints are going to double dip at receiver. And some people think the Saints are going to trade that third rounder to move up in the first round. And multiple picks then that they're going to trade the third rounder. And then also next year's pick to try to move up and get Henry Ruggs the third from Alabama. And here's my thing. I'm going to give both my takes on if the Saints would have done either or, or if they will do either or, and I'll show you, tell you guys what I think. I don't think the Saints should double dip. I would love them to get one receiver from free agency as more a veteran type, and then a young receiver kind of as that third receiver, and I would really love to see that. Now, if the Saints were to double dip and get two receivers, I'd be fine with that. That means you're not going to get one in free agency, which I'd rather see a veteran. So that's kind of my that's kind of my outlook on it. I'd rather see them get two new veteran receivers than two new draft uh, drafts guys in the draft. So I guess I'm I'm not I wouldn't like it, but I wouldn't be like mad. I mean, I still want them to upgrade the position as much as possible. So I think they do need two new receivers. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking here. As 
it is very interesting situation, but when you're looking at it, you're looking at there's definitely a big change between the first round guys and kind of the high tier guys and then the lower tier guys because you're looking at obviously you have CD Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, who's probably going to be right there for the Saints. I don't even know if they'll have to turn up a lot to get him. T. Higgins is another guy we talked about. Uh, LaVisca Chanel, I would love to see the Saints pick him with the 24th pick if they were going to go receiver. Then you're kind of going to get that second tier after, um, I think, Rigor. Jalen Rigor is going to be in that first tier after I think he's going to show out at the Combine. But then Justin Jefferson, he may get picked. I don't think, I think he's going to get picked after the Saints, but probably before that third round. I'm thinking early second round for him. Um, But then really that kind of middle range where that third round, you're kind of looking at guys like Michael Pittman Jr., you're looking at Donovan Peoples-Jones, guys like that. You're going to look at Van Jefferson, who's a guy. K.J. Hill could be a guy the Saints pick up. And I think all these guys are players that the Saints could see in that third round. Denzel Mims, all guys that you will probably be seeing there. So very interesting, that there because there is definitely a, a barrier there. But now you're going to say, how much better are those guys from the first, from the first round than they are in the third round? And look, obviously, Chenault's going to give you that ultimate versatility which is great then rugs gives you amazing speed i would love to see if the saints were going to pick in that first round i'd love to see them get rugs or chanel i'm not sold on t higgins yet not sold on jalen rigor so we'll kind of see where that goes if the saints were to move up i think the saints could do this and i wouldn't be mad about it um i think rugs is a great player and will be a great receiver in this league and i think if the saints moved up to get him i'd be a hundred percent okay with that and i would like to see them definitely if they we'll see kind of how this the combine looks for the receivers as they're going as we're making this podcast so next episode we'll do a full recap of the combine and more of a draft episode but again i think it is really interesting to see what the saints will do but again i would if you're going to move up in the draft maybe you i would like it to be for a quarterback but if they want to go rugs i'm fine with that as well but if the Saints were to move up, I'd like them to see them uh, get a quarterback for the future here. But I don't know if that's going to happen. It's going to be very interesting. So um, I think that is going to kind of wrap it up for our talk about the draft now as this is more of a free agent central episode. And then we'll get into the draft next week. But first, before we get talking to Tyler about the free agency and top five free agent fits for the Saints, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back inside the Houdat Discussion Podcast. We have a special segment ahead as I'm joined by a guy who's been here since the beginning of the podcast, mm. and I'm happy to join uh, to be joined by with him, Tyler from the Section 600 Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Ty McClatchy, and then follow the podcast at Section 600. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was before the season, but um, yeah, it was. Yeah, but now we're in the off season, kind of off the shocking loss and everything, and now we're on to free agency. And over the last month on the podcast, we've been looking over who could fit for the Saints and who we may lose, just a whole off-season preview. But now we want to give the ultimate preview, and that's why I wanted Tyler to join. So we're going to do our top five like best fits for the Saints 
this offseason. So we'll start with number five. Tyler, who do you got? Um, I guess I'll go my number one or my number five. I'm not going to yeah. go my crazy one yet. <laughs> yeah. um, this is someone who I haven't seen talked about a lot, but mm-hmm. I kind of like the fit a lot. And that's Kendall Fuller from the Chiefs okay. at mm-hmm. corner. Yeah. Uh, I like him because he can play that nickel position. Yep. And then right now we have both Jack Rabbit. We have Eli Apple. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of choose between those two, even though I'd kind of like Jack Rabbit to take a pay cut. <laughs> yeah. And then let PJ Williams walk, mm-hmm. free up some cap space by cutting Patrick Robinson. I really like his fit there. He's one of the highest graded, I think the highest graded defender in the Super Bowl by PFF. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we could get him in here, I think that'd be a huge, huge, huge addition. Yeah, I mean, it would be a player that could come up in here, do some uh, really good things. Coming from that whole, I thought that whole defense was definitely underrated, especially yeah. in the playoffs. They played well, and they were able to get turnovers, and he's a player that has a nose for a ball. And the Saints kind of need players like that, um, yeah, especially in the Yeah, they, I mean, they yeah. just don't have enough. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's why I do want to replace Eli Apple, because Eli Apple, he goes through some great stretches where he's a good defender, but he never gets turnovers, and... I mean, the one stat I talked about in a, in a past podcast, I said that the Saints, on offense, they were they turned the ball over the least ever, but they were only fifth in the turnover differential in the whole season. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> That's to, be, to be the best in history and you're not even number one in differential for the year is just yeah. crazy. So that's definitely something that I'm going to talk about even later for um, another cornerback. But first, my number five is going to be a defensive end. And Adrian Claiborne from the Falcons. Ooh, I like that. I think, again, I don't think a lot of people are talking about him, but I don't know. I'm just another, not 100% um, sure how Davenport is going to fit, not only because of it coming off an injury, and just I just would like, like to have some insurance policy. And Adrian Claiborne reminds me a ton of Alex Okafor from a few years back, that who we had and was kind of like that third guy and just gave us a little more insurance, a little more depth. And for the last now year, now two years, I'm clamoring for the Saints to get someone with uh, Davenport to, um, opposite Cameron Jordan. And I would love to see him. 71.7 PFF grade. Four sacks last year. Two forced fumbles. Stops the run pretty well. So I think he could be a player, another veteran to add. It's just, and you probably won't cost that much. So I think he could kind of be a complimentary piece that comes in here and does a really good job. I like that because... I mean, even I've kind of neglected the idea that we should bring in another end. I feel mm. like no one's really talking about that. But you're right. I mean, Davenport is constantly hurt. Mm. And when Alex Okafor was here, he was such a big addition. He did so much. So I, I like that pick. I kind of just went over my head, you know, making my list and looking at free agents. So that's a really, really good pick. Yeah, it's. It, it's. I, I just feel like our whole defensive line, I mean, we're probably going to lose David Onyemata which is, I mean, you're losing depth there. And then Trey Hendrickson, as much as I feel like he's definitely a solid player, he, there's a drop from him to Davenport, and I feel like we yeah. saw that in the in the latter part of the season when we didn't have Davenport, we didn't have Rankins, and it's just we have a few of those guys, Rankins, Davenport, just injury-prone, and it's just to have as much depth as possible would be really good. So that's definitely someone I would look at. Uh, who's your number four? Number four, I have... Corey Littleton from the Rams, mm. linebacker. Yep. Uh, AJ Klein, free agent. Anzalone, even yep. though he kind of plays in middle, is never healthy. So mm. I think linebacker, one that I think could be addressed in the draft, but I'd rather go wide receiver early. Have Bring in a linebacker that you can kind of develop. Uh, Littleton, man, here's the biggest thing. Uh, what's this thing? It's like 
availability is the oh, best ability. Yeah. Best ability is availability. Missed, yeah, yeah, I was backwards on it. But he hasn't missed a single game in his career. Yep. Uh, my one fear is that he's going to cost a lot. I know the Rams yeah. said that that's one of their priorities to bring him back. But he's good. He can do it all. He's good in coverage, which we kind of saw was a problem. AJ Klein wasn't the best in coverage. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not mistaken, Corey Littleton was the number one in PFF's tackle efficiency. Which so, is big. Which is big. Yeah, I feel like this defense misses a lot of tackles, too. Oof. So having someone that can be a surefire, you know, he's going to bring him down the first time. He's not getting his tackles broken. Would be really, really nice with, you know, Davis, yeah. Anzalotti, a talented linebacker group. Yeah, that would be, I mean, bring him in with Davis. That, I mean, you have two surefire that will not miss tackles. That's really Scary. big. Scary. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of speed there, too, which, I mean, I, I think the Saints... Like, I'd be fine with them just bringing back um, Klein, but then I kind of want another um, linebacker because Anzalone is just, he's never healthy. I mean, never. <laughs> it's it's crazy because, I mean, th- when he's healthy, this defense is so much better because the speed is just, it's you can see it on the field. It's like and, him and Davenport. They're so good, but they just yeah. can't play a full season. Yeah, like they have the athleticism and like come into the season, or even when they play full season, it's like, damn, this defense is playing great. And then they go out, and then you have their backups come in, which I feel like the Saints definitely, they have the depth and they're serviceable. But yeah. over time, teams are going to start to just, uh, they're going to just start to defeat it. They're going to find ways and scheme to, to beat it. And I think that was yeah. kind of a problem with A.J. Klein in coverage. The Saints didn't put him in coverage. I mean, <laughs> that, that was kind of what it came down to. And same with uh, um, Alonzo was the same way with Kiko Alonzo. Yeah. I mean, the Saints, def- thank God they had uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson there who could yeah, was, was able to, t- I mean, yeah, it's definitely something to look at. And linebackers, I think through the draft maybe is something a little better um, just because you'll get that faster player. I think Littleton's yeah. great, but we'll see how much he costs. And that, and I think that could be something big. That's and, definitely a fear, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if they want to upgrade other positions. It's 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 interesting. My number four, I'm going to go with the left guard from the Redskins, Brandon Scherf, or Sheriff. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Love that pick. Yeah, <laughs> so He's not farther up on my list because I think the Redskins are going to keep him or he's going to cost so much where the Saints may fall out of their price range there. Yeah. But he is just steady as steady can be. He's just, I mean, you want to talk about a guy like Pete, who's just the opposite of steady. (laughs) He would be such a good player to come up in here and um, I I think do a good job and just, I mean, I feel like, especially with the offensive line, I mean, I like just paying a guy and then you just know that position for the next four years is good. We don't have to touch it and it's really nice. The problem is, is the cost and the Saints are already spending so much on the, um, the offensive line that that could be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> my next one kind of is kind of similar to that, um, and I actually had him on my list, and I took him off for that exact reason. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm scared this is going to cost too much," so I went with a slightly cheaper option. Hopefully, mm-hmm. a cheaper option uh, in Quentin Spain mm-hmm. from the Bills. Yeah, uh, the reason I like him, like I mentioned before, with with Corey Littleton, he mm-hmm. doesn't get hurt. He yeah. pretty much never misses snaps, and when you have Armstead, who's constantly mm-hmm. hurt, and then Pete who is going to be gone, but who was constantly hurt when he was (laughs) here. (laughs) You want someone that's going to stay healthy. Um, And the other thing about him is, too, he grades really, really well as a pass blocker. Mm -hmm. And with Breeze coming back, or, like, pretty much coming back, you know, no deal, but he's coming back. (laughs) With Breeze coming back, you want a good offensive line. You want him to stay protected, and you want good pass blockers, Mm -hmm. especially, hopefully, if we bring in some new wide receivers. That's what you need. So, um, Quinn Spain, I think he'll be hopefully affordable he signed that one-year deal in buffalo yeah so if we can bring him in replace pete and have a solid five at offensive line i'd be pretty happy 
Yeah, I think he could definitely fill in there nicely. I think the problem with Pete was, too, is that he was not a good pass blocker. And not a good pass blocker at with, all. <laughs> and the, the one big problem with Drew Brees, that pressure up the middle. And yep. when the Saints, they had their worst games this season, and that basically every season that Pete was here, it was because Pete was just getting beat <laughs> time after time again. It was it's, it's getting comical. Like, I was looking at some games earlier this offseason, just like all the games that Brees didn't play well or the Saints offense didn't play well. It's like, oh, Pete got beat time after time. <laughs> Which I think is, that's what people forget, too, is, like, it's so easy to blame the quarterback when he's not having a good game. Yeah. But go look at the pass protection and see how much time he has. See how that yeah. offensive line is helping him. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just, that <laughs> Pete just gets me. He gets me going. I'm not, not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> the Saints could also look through the draft for uh, offensive line. The problem is the draft's not very, um, it's not very, it's very thin um, at yeah. that position. Just the depth is not there, so... Maybe they're going to get a f- with the first-round pick, but, uh, again, the wide receivers, I would like to see, see the Saints pick up yes, some wide yeah. receivers. Maybe linebacker they go. It's going to be interesting. But my number three is going to be a wide receiver, Brashad Perryman. Oh, that's my number two. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's a player that can down the field. I, I feel like he's a player kind of maybe like a younger Ted Ginn it kind of reminds me of. I don't know why, but just like Ted Ginn this year, I, I feel like he doesn't have the separation speed that maybe he used to. And now, like, bring him uh, Perryman, who's younger. And last year, he had a good season with the Bucks. I think he could be a big uh, big player for the Saints. I, I love that. I pretty much have the same thing. And I, I literally have written down, like, he's what Ted Ginn was supposed to be <laughs> last be. season. Like, he yeah. is, like, the vertical threat. He's Ted Ginn, but Ted Ginn younger. He's yeah. Ted I mean, Ginn without being disappointing last year. <laughs> and the other thing I like about him, too, is he gets in the end zone a lot. He mm-hmm. can score. Um, I mean, we saw that with Trey Quan that. He pretty much only caught touchdowns in the end zone, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) Perryman's like that, but he can also catch it when he's not in the end zone. So, yeah, that was my number two right there. Yeah, six touchdowns on 36 catches. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's not quite the Traquan uh, (laughs) ratio, but it's still really good. Um, I I also said he got good separation in like the 10 to 20 yard range. And that was a big thing with Ted Ginn in 2017, 2018. He was really good on like those uh, crossing routes and like that 20 yard range where it looked like he was going deep and then he'd do an in route or a deep in. And that really worked um, very well uh, for Ginn. I'm I'm hoping if the Saints would be able to get Perryman, it would be similar type routes. And then he shouldn't cost that much. We'll kind of see. Um, but I think you pair him with someone out of the draft. I think that would be a really good fit. And obviously, you're still going to have Michael Thomas. So that is my number three. Number two, I was kind of torn of which cornerback I wanted to put on here. And I ended up with Chris Harris. I like it. My I number like two. that a lot. Now, again, the, the price may be too much. And then maybe you want to go with some other guys. But this, the cornerback market this year is really deep. You have a ton of pl- veterans, especially. And Harris is a player that looks like he's going to be leaving Denver. And he's a playmaker. He's kind of like, a, he's a little different than Lattimore, who's more of a physical player. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Harris kind of has better speed. And I think he could definitely be a player that comes in here and opposite Lattimore, he's going to get um, some interceptions and turnovers, which is really big. Um, I think he could be a player that does a really good job for the Saints and definitely would kind of. Definitely, there would be some st- another star on that secondary, which is really big for the Saints. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I like how you mentioned, like, I like the idea of bringing in a veteran quarter cornerback. Mm-hmm. Just as someone who's experienced, you can rely on. You know, you bring in a younger guy, it, it's a lot of times high risk, high reward. You know, you don't know exactly what you're getting. But bringing in a veteran guy that's proven, um, 
would be big, especially with Lattimore, and then you keep one of the other ones. Uh, I think I like that one a lot. I like yeah, that pick. I mean, and just like the last few years, the Saints opposite Lattimore, they've been going kind of the younger route. First, you had Ken Crawley. That didn't yeah. work. Then you let Eli <laughs> Apple. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eli Apple comes in here, and that just kind of just the too much up and down play. I would love to see a veteran in there. And Lattimore's still a young player. Like, I think people forget. Like, it's only going to be his, like, fourth year. So if you can get a veteran, that's also going to teach him uh, more technique. And just I feel like that could be really good. Another cornerback I was thinking of was be like an A.J. Boye type player. It looks like he's going to get cut from the Jags. And I think that would be really interesting, too, because he's kind of used to that number two role with the Jags yeah. as he was the, the number one was Ramsey. And then he got traded. And then Ramsey got traded. And then Boye was kind of the number one. He didn't do good as the number one, but maybe you put him back into a number two role. And uh, he does really good there. But uh, yeah, was it like two years ago when he was like, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Was it like two years ago where he was like one of the best corners in the league? Yeah, he had a, I was looking at his PFF grade was like a 90. <laughs> was like, yeah, he was like ridiculous that yeah. one season. <laughs> I mean, and he paired up really well with uh, Ramsey, who was that kind of the speed player, athleticism. And then he yeah. was the physical player. I don't know if he'd work perfectly with Lattimore, but... I mean, he's the length is there, and he's and those are the type of corners that the Saints like. So he could definitely be a candidate there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And number one, now we're down to number one best kind of the player you want for the Saints. Um, I don't know how you'll feel about this one. Mm-hmm. My number one, I went with AJ Green. So did uh, I. <laughs> you did on oh, yes. Nice. I feel like for a lot of fans, it's either like a hard yes or a hard yeah. no. Like, I know about his injury history. Mm-hmm. I get it. But he's just so good when he's healthy. He produces. <laughs> and I feel like him and Michael Thomas together would be so good because both of them are kind of receivers that can do it all. You know, he can go vertical. He can kill you on the short route. Routes. He can do anything. He's good anywhere you put him on the field. He's good. He has a very expansive route tree. He can do it all. So you get A.J. Green. You get Michael Thomas, who's the same type of player, but better, who can do it all. Mm-hmm. And then now you go in the draft. You look in the draft. Yeah. You can draft any type of wide receiver you want. You don't need to, you know, target a deep threat guy or, you know, a slot guy. And with a deep wide receiver class, I feel like you get Michael Thomas, you bring in A.J. Green, and you draft a young guy. You just switch from having Michael Thomas and one of the most frustrating, like, <laughs> terrible, yeah, yeah, wide receiver group. And then you still have Traquan there. You still have Keith Kirkwood coming back. Um, who, am I, who am I missing? You still got Emmanuel Butler there. <laughs> a lot of, like, a lot of drafted free agents. <laughs> you bump all those to four. You move Traquan to four. You get a guy on a rookie deal in A.J. Green. I just can't help but feel that you just transformed your, your weak wide receiver group to one of the best in the NFL. With yeah, one guy in the draft. It's crazy. AJ Green is, I mean, he produces, and I understand the injury history is there, but whenever he plays, he's consistently caught over 60 catches in 75 catches most seasons, but every year has been over 60 catches. He gets over 1,000 yards most seasons. I think in his career, he is, I think, six of eight of the thousand yard seasons which that's is that's crazy i did not know that that's yeah. crazy <laughs> and yeah so like he's he catches the ball and then i think he would help in the red zone a ton because you would have jared oh, cook yeah. thomas and aj green that's tough to stop and <laughs> adding another one in the draft which i still would and it's such a deep class where you can go in the third round and get yeah, maybe and a still get yeah. get a, a burner or something that can really help you down the field i think the saints could do that and i think the one thing that sean payton loves is versatility and in the, in the draft, especially in the draft, so he can. I mean, between AJ's really versatile, you can get a versatile, another versatile receiver. 
I mean, that would just be, I mean, it could transform this offense, which is, I mean, it's really interesting. And again, I wouldn't be annoyed if the Saints um, either double dipped in the free agents market or mm-hmm. the draft in the, um, just, just to get two really good receivers because I don't trust anybody. That's the one that was on yeah, last year's exactly. besides yeah, Michael exactly. Thomas. So... <laughs> I mean, I would even trust a rookie more than Traquan Smith. and Without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, just to get some new blood in there, because it just hasn't yeah. worked. And then you obviously still have uh, Jared Cook. You hopefully will still have Kamara. I, I think they will. Um, we'll kind of see how that pans out. But, yeah, I think A.J. Green, he just makes this team so uh, – he just deeps this – makes the offense so deep. And he's a star. I mean, he would be that splash player. The problem is the uh, Bengals want to keep him because they're going to have their young quarterback with Burrow, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it off. But if they can pull it off, man, that would be crazy. That's the thing, too. I wouldn't even be mad overpaying for A.J. Green. Mm -hmm. Just with Breeze's last year, um, even if you kind of have to do what Loomis does sometimes and and kick it down the road and and screw yourself over in a year or two, (laughs) I mean, just with Breeze, and he's coming back most likely for maybe his last year. Yeah. Then you have all these contracts coming up. You know, we've seen how the last three years ended, all three on the very last play of the game losing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a time where it's like, you know, we're getting so close three years in a row. I'm perfectly fine. And I didn't say this last offseason. I said the complete opposite last offseason. I was like, worry about the future. Don't screw yourself over when Breeze re- retires. I'm switching that after the last three years. Like, screw yourself over in the future it doesn't matter anymore go all in if you need to do some stuff to screw yourself over in the future and bring in aj green you know michael thomas aj green jared cook and kamara and latavius all on offense and a rookie like you can't stop that go all in overpay i'm here for it yeah i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't mind it because it wouldn't be a long-term deal it would be short probably yeah yeah so let's say he doesn't work out he you give him a lot of guaranteed money for let's say two seasons and he gets hurt and it's only two seasons at the end of the day. And, I mean, again, the weapons that they would have, the veteran weapons, you have oh the young God. weapons, <laughs> it's it's tough to envision this offense. I think it's an easy upgrade over last year. And then I think Breeze, I think the problem was why, I mean, why we he didn't play good in that playoff game and he was kind of teetering off. Obviously, he had a great season, but the weapons just didn't fit his style. Get some yeah. an AJ Green who's physical, who can win the jump ball, and where Breeze is most accurate is in that ten to twenty yard range. I mean, and that's why Michael Thomas, it's that fit is so perfect. He's the best route runner in the league, and that's why it's just and then Breeze puts it perfect, uh, perfect the ball in perfect position for him to catch it. And then you have AJ Green opposite that. You have a rookie who's maybe a burner, and then maybe Traquan Smith comes up big but then you don't have you don't need him it's just one less if that you have to worry about yeah so i would think that's i mean i'm fine with going all in this season and in the draft as well i would love to see them i would I, I wouldn't hate if they picked a quarterback but i would like to see them add some other things as well um yeah i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what they do but any final thoughts for this free agency uh, i think that's it just go all in and please please <laughs> Please have a better playoff run this yeah, season. So they, they hyped us up for uh, for a win <laughs> in and out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think Loomis is going to do his cat magic as usual. Yeah. And I feel like the, if the Saints want these stars, they're going to go out and get them. So uh, I think that is going to wrap it up here. Thank you, Tyler, so much. Great conversation. And we got to have you on more often for sure.
Agreed, and get you on ours. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, and you can follow my personal account at Andrew Galata. And then, guys, also follow Tyler for sure. He's a great follow at Time McClatchy, and then also at Section 600. That's where their podcast is. Great podcast. So definitely give it a listen if you haven't already. Hopefully. I'll be able to jump on their podcast soon as I thought this was a great episode, interesting lists, and I mean, I just can't wait for free agency to start because then after free agency, then it's the draft, and then we get into OTAs, training camp, and all that fun stuff, and I just can't wait for 2020. I mean, it should be a f- another fun season. You have breezes back, and hopefully we'll be able to upgrade, and uh, now I think next week it's probably going to be more of a draft episode as we're going to uh, kind of definitely recap the combine and then talk about probably our top five draft guys we want the scenes to draft first round third round all that fun stuff and then probably after that because at that point then we're going to be looking at kind of the league new year we'll also get into some cba talk as the owners pass it and then the primary players vote also pass but we'll get into that more uh next episode for sure but with all that said i want to say thank you run it back another year and who dat